Yo, what's good, everybody? What's going on? Um, hey, <laughs> how's everybody doing? Oscar, what's going on, man? Welcome, welcome to the broadcast, bro. I'm glad to have you here. How's it going, man? Um, yeah, so in retrospect, I'm rocking the Pebble Watch again just for the hell of it. What's up, Gene? What's going on? Um, found it in a drawer and decided to, um, get it reconnected and to use it again pebble solid watch man i hope the i hope the pixel watch is just as solid as the pebble watch like when it comes to a smart watch i really i really could give a crap if it actually is touchscreen or not i don't care but the purpose that it serves for me to get notifications on my wrist without having to take my phone out in certain situations is what i morally care about and battery life because nothing sucks more than anything than having to stick your watch on a charger every night. I mean, you know, I have my my Moto 360 right here. And, uh, you know, that's touchscreen. And while it is a nice watch and everything like that, and I like using it, the only downside to this watch is that the battery kills off pretty fast. And that sucks. <laughs> I hate having to charge it every night. I want a, want a watch that I can just leave on my wrist and just, just you know, no, not, not have to worry about it until like a weekend or something where I'm not really going to be using it. But one of the things that I'm actually doing with this watch is I'm tracking my sleep. Um, I just feel like that I haven't been getting much rest at all whatsoever. So, yeah. Besides that, just, you know, for a little fun, a little nostalgia, looking through some stuff. And uh, how many of you guys remember this? <laughs> how many of you guys remember the, the iPod? <laughs> I actually, I found it. I can't find the charger to it, so I can't charge it and turn it on and, you know, try to see what um, what music I had on this thing. Uh, but, yeah. Um, iPod. <laughs> iPod on deck. As I'll have it. Well, that's great. Uh, let's see. Gene's doing great. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Oscar's doing good. I'm doing good myself, man. Appreciate you for asking. Uh exchanging pleasantries right now your wife had one of the ipods yeah <laughs> you know what was cool too you could upload media to this and you can watch videos on this thing right remember that you were able to like i mean it was so weird how you had to do it but you could actually upload media on this and then just like watch stuff <laughs> yeah how how the ipod has come a long way because if you were to get like an ipod 7th gen like a seventh generation iPod, and then you you really see, you would really see the difference there. Just everything that's changed about it. Um, Freaking Instagram is just blowing up. That's another thing I'm just still tripping out on is that you know I keep getting Instagram notifications all day long, and that's just because in, you know this Instagram reel that I did, which is like a TikTok but on Instagram, and it's just getting so much views. I think it's like, whew, man, it's a uh, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, how many views it's got? Actually, I'll check right now and see. It was like I got like sixty notifications in the last twenty minutes. Uh, people liking it. So if I go to the list of my reels, so like the latest one that I did got like one thousand four hundred and thirty views. And none of this stuff is tech related. That's that's what's funny. It's just me reacting to like comedy ones. Three hundred and seven thousand views on that one with the dog 307,000 views of that reel man that's that's insane <laughs> all I did was just react to a comedy comedy skit 
Yeah, I, 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 I use a Nokia, like, MP3 player. Oh, yeah, I remember MP3 players from Nokia. And um, you guys remember the Samsung Galaxy player, which was, like, Samsung's answer to the iPod? So they made a Galaxy device that did not have a phone app, did not have phone capabilities or anything like that. But you can download, you know, apps from the Galaxy App Store. And that, that thing was insane. That thing was absolutely insane. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, quite interesting, you know, to see that. Never owned one. I would love to find one, like, on eBay, which I probably will look around. And maybe like do like a throwback review to it because you know it, it it was pretty it was pretty solid, yep. It was just a Galaxy player, Android. I think it was Android or it was Tizen. One of the two is what it ran op- operating system wise. Anywho, all right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. So, um, yeah, just kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of mobile technology, telecom, and everything like that. Uh, so, make mention of Google actually allowing its employees to do a work from home permanently. That's pretty cool uh, amidst the, the pandemic and everything like that. And then you also have um, Clubhouse losing steam behind its popularity. Well, I'll talk a little bit about that here. And of course, the Android, uh, the Android's <laughs> Twitter account messed up again and <laughs> released a tweet that should not have been released just yet. And that concerns the next uh, wireless earbuds coming from Google. So we'll talk a little bit about that mistake and, and why does it happen and if it really is a mistake or if it's not a mistake. That's the big thing here. Um, all right, so let's talk about Google, right? Um, probably one of my dream jobs, if, if I can ever, you know, if they ever offered me a job to work for them, like hands down without missing a beat, I would absolutely accept the job. I don't care if it's just sweeping up dead leaves on the property all over the Google campus. But if I got to work for Google, that would be a dream job for me, like to work at, at, at Google at their campus and everything. It would just be so totally awesome for me. Um, I would love to work there. Of course, I would never leak anything that they're that they're trying to uh, work on. If I happen to like, you know, have to go into an office and clean up trash or something like that, and I can hear them talking about things, I'm not going to go run to the internet and tell everybody about it. But um, it would just be cool to like, you know, just just to work there. And um, Google is ranked in one of the, you know, uh, one of the top places to work at in this country. It really is. And um, you know, but because of the pandemic and everything like that, most people had started working from home, right? Like call center jobs had resorted to uh, to it to their em- employees working from home. Um, not really, uh, you know, wanting people to come in into an enclosed environment and everything like that. So with that being said, uh, Google has actually started to, uh, I mean, they were they were temporarily allowing their, their workers to work from home. Now they are actually allowing it to be a more permanent base. And is this the sign of things to come when it comes to job employment? Are a lot of these jobs, like call center jobs and stuff like that, are they going to switch it off and have people work from home? For call center jobs, I can kind of see that being um, being a possibility, but it's still also kind of hard too because like a work from home basis for call center jobs, say like you work for Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile's customer service, you know, as a rep, if you have family at home, it's really hard for you to have that time to be able to sit in in your own space and be able to 
take phone calls, right? Because you're scored on quality, right? Quality control listens to the calls, make sure that the rep is doing what they're supposed to be doing and how they're handling the situation when it comes to dealing with the customer. And one of the things you will get dinged on for quality control is if you're talking to a customer who happens to be irate about their bill or something, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just out of left field, your kid walks in the room and says, you know, mom or dad, I'm hungry. And like the customer can hear that over the call. You know what I mean? Cause like literally I can do, I can take, you know, phone calls um, for customers just off my setup right now, like these headphones so I can hear the customer and drown out outside noise. And then this microphone so they can hear me. And this microphone does have the ability to mute. So there's a button for me to click to mute the mic so then the customer can't hear me if I didn't want to place them on a hold um those metrics are are scaled and and judged uh when 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 dealing with uh, customer service um through phone calls uh so i mean that, nothing's more worse than you know like having like you know kids fighting in the background uh upset at each other right because you know kids are not they're, they're not going to be perfect saints the way that we want them to you know what i mean they are good kids even though they argue and fight they're still good kids uh, you you can't help the things that they're going through and um, you can't control that situation. And, you know, maybe maybe there is no other workaround for that because you have to work at a certain time. And that certain time that you're working is literally, um, the, you know, like the, 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 like the time slot that you have from your job. So with that being said, um, Google actually, you know, one of the first companies I've heard that's doing this, a permanent work from home basis. <clears throat> and um, I, think, I think that's pretty good. But they are, uh, when they're talking about it, because this was, this was actually released on 9to5google.com, uh, what they were actually saying is, you know, that, that they are offering this, this, uh, this type of employment. However, they do know that majority of the people that work at Google are going to return back to work. They have several things put in place to kind of like um, get people outside and not, and not like, you know, in, in an entrapped building uh, where the chances of spreading the virus can, you know, uh, be a risk. And so they're talking about things like, you know, like, like having like outdoor um, project meetings and stuff like that, you know, getting like, like balloon walls is what they call it and kind of constructing like an, like, like, like a, like an outdoor, but like a kind of like an indoor type, um, like room. They're talking about building pods and having their employees work with a, a set limit of numbers in certain pods uh, to reduce um, a lot of people crammed together. And I mean, I don't know entirely how that is going to affect uh, products and services that's put out by Google by having the team split up uh, to where it allows six feet distancing, uh, working together inside pods. Um, that's just going to be something that's a little bit different. Um, and it could affect the way that things is um, generated and, and produced for the public, right? Um, when you're having team split up that way one of the hardest parts about having a project team split up say like you have like um like uh like google hangouts team uh has um a membership of maybe like 20 people you know so you're gonna have to divide that up by four to have no more than five people inside of a pod but when you have four groups it's really hard to synchronize what each group is working on and making sure that everything goes out properly the way that it's supposed to be and that, that's the only um, the only caveat that I can think of when it comes to this is those specific things. So um, judging by that factor, 
you know, it, it could be a make or break to have to kind of do that. But I know that they are trying to find a way to accommodate those that want to return back to the Google campus and work on campus. Uh, because again, it is ranked one of the best places to work in the United States, like literally. <laughs> um, uh, did you know that to do Twitter spaces you have to have, I have less than 600 and I have access to Twitter spaces. I already knew that. I've seen that all over. Like I, I read the news all the time, man. There's not, there's, there's probably not anything that that you have read about that I don't know about already. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes you know there's there's something that you know that I don't know, of, you know. But the, most of the most of the big um, heavy stuff is always being to me on Twitter, and pretty much, yeah, I know about it already. I'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, Hangouts still available on Android. Yeah, because we're not we're not in June. Yeah, I think it's like June or July is when it's completely gone. Right, we still got like another month left of Hangouts, but it's bare—it's bare bones. It's pretty much stripped down, bare bones. There's nothing to it anymore. Uh, what can we do? So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss Hangouts when it's gone. I am absolutely gonna miss Hangouts when it's bye-bye, when it's gone away. I mean, it was—it was—it was a good chat platform. I'll say it that much. Um, but anyways, let's just kind of close out that little topic right there. Yeah, so, you know, Google employees can either, you know, um, WFH, which is work from home, or they can go back to the campus. Uh, we'll see more. And we'll see what Google is trying to do that may catch on at the trend with other businesses to kind of uh, implement the same thing. So then that way that their employees can return to work. Uh, we shall see. Uh, next up on the list, Clubhouse. The uh, currently right now iOS exclusive um, audio chat uh, platform has lost its steam. Uh, and I kind of figured this was going to happen already because Clubhouse was like a banging sensation. I mean, during the time of the pandemic, most people were like, you know, at home. Most cities had like, you know, a stay at home order. You're only allowed out for essentials. Um, you know, essential workers were the only ones allowed to go out to work. And um, so a lot of people were like stuck at home, you know, trying to um, trying to lower the the, the infection case. And uh, one of the uh, new social platforms that made a killing that had its big boom because of the pandemic, which a lot of people are saying is because of the, the pandemic, is Clubhouse, which basically allows people to join uh, different groups uh, that's currently going on. So like one person is the host and creates a, a Clubhouse room and you know, titles, what their subject is going to be. And then just people just, you know, they, 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 they join into the, into the clubhouse room and they either can listen and just listen to the discussion or they can request to speak, get added as a speaker and then speak and have dialogue. And, um, you know, it, 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 it became popular because one of the things about it was, was that it, it wasn't like a, like a streaming service. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, there, there was no record of it after the, you know, the, the clubhouse room was done. Like, but once the host ended the, the, the room, it was gone. There was no saving it. Um, you couldn't, you know, screen record off your phone to record the conversation and post it elsewhere, like Facebook or YouTube or anything like that, because it was gone. And even if you tried to do it during the active session, um, you could screen record the screen and make a video of the screen, but the audio would be disabled in your screen recording. So you could not capture the conversation that was being spoken. Now, does Clubhouse keep a record of it for legal purposes? More than likely, they probably store it for a certain amount of time before it's deleted off their servers completely. But 
um, a lot of people enjoyed Clubhouse. I mean, it, it was an invite only type of thing. So somebody that actually had access to Clubhouse was given um, a bunch of, um, of invitations and they would send this invite code to somebody that wanted access to, to Clubhouse and allow them to come in and um, join conversations. And I mean, they slowly kind of built towards it. But uh, there's a downside to it, and I'll get into that a little bit later here because this is what I think ultimately is kind of like responsible for the downfall of Clubhouse. Uh, so Clubhouse has been around for a while. I mean, there are people that were on it back in November of last year, December of last year is when I kind of heard about it. And um, a lot more people were doing it, and it was just, it was just fun. It was all out fun just to you know meet new people, conversate about a certain subject, and then you know kind of go forward. Um, not having to worry about you know it being monetized or any of that type of stuff because it was a free for all audio chat um, service. But like any popular service, the big uh, social giants are going to clone a version of it. They're going to copy it. It's inevitable. You know, if I created a social platform that was just, that caught on by a lot of people and just became super popular, then I know whatever I did for my social platform that it has people coming to it. I already know that the big social giants are going to, you know, take that that idea, that feature, and implement it into theirs, right? So if you kind of look at Facebook and Twitter, if you were to kind of look at them, the best analogy I would give for them is that they are Frankenstein monsters. Okay, so they have a body part from a different thing. Uh, it's not one complete human. It's made up of multiple humans type thing. Because like you look at Twitter and Twitter was a micro a micro blogging website. That's what it was. And then they developed um, apps for Android and iOS. It's still maintained as a micro blogging social platform with a 140 character limit. And over time, they started implementing things like you could record two minute videos and share that, you know, um, then they implemented uh, Snapchat's idea with stories. And so Twitter has now stories, uh, which they call fleets. And um, you can get creative with that. Uh, they had Periscope. Uh, Periscope was Twitter owned. It was Twitter's all along. You know, it wasn't um, completely like somebody else. It was Twitter owned. Uh, if, if everyone's thinking like, you know, Periscope wasn't Twitter owned, it was um, acquired or anything like that. You're probably thinking of Meerkat which was probably on par, if not better than what Periscope was. But then Twitter kind of knew that, that Meerkat was beating Periscope in that department of live streaming. So they cut off API connections for Meerkat. So Meerkat was rendered useless because now it could not connect to your Twitter account. So it could not feed the live feed into your Twitter account. Um, but yeah, that was Meerkat, which was third-party access. It was fun. Trust me, Meerkat totally spanked the hell out of Periscope. I used Meerkat a lot before that, before Twitter got greedy and um, basically uh, disconnected, um, you know, uh, disconnected Meerkat's connection to Twitter. I enjoyed using Meerkat. But anyways, so you look at Twitter, it's like a Frankenstein monster. You look at Facebook, it's a Frankenstein monster, right? Like Facebook, you know was a social platform, you know, equivalent to what MySpace used to be. And then obviously it changed from that. Um, they, they added, you know, stories like Snapchat as well, uh, live streaming as well, natively within it. They got Facebook games now. So you can, you can uh, stream your gameplay to Facebook and have an audience there. Uh, they're starting to push against YouTube. So like Facebook right now does have it set up to where content creators can upload content to Facebook. They can title it, they can put a description. The whole thing that you do on YouTube, you can do on Facebook. Um, 
but they don't have that type of advertisement partnership with major brand companies to be able to allow Facebook users to monetize. There are different ways that a Facebook content creator can make money on Facebook. Obviously, more than likely doing like what I'm doing right here, Cash App. You know, if anyone enjoys the show, they can send a one-time monetary donation to Cash App. Uh, and that's what a lot of creators on Facebook are kind of doing. They're kind of doing that. They're kind of doing PayPal. They're doing different things. Um, they're even taking crypto. I mean, there's people that's like, you know, hey, you can send crypto. I take crypto. Um, so there's a lot of things, you know, that you can do that um, you can make money on Facebook. But Facebook also, like I said, adopt things from other major platforms. And in this case with Clubhouse, it's no different. Um, so Twitter already pretty much launched there. Like Gene said, uh, it was announced a couple of days ago that Twitter Spaces is now opened up to, to Twitter accounts that have more than 600 followers. I have less than 600. I have like 500 and, and some change, but I have Twitter Spaces access. And it's just simply just a like clubhouse. You start a space. You can invite other people on Twitter that follow you to join you in your space. And you guys just chit chat or whatever and talk. It's all audio, no video feed, nothing like that. And the same thing, you cannot screen record and capture audio. You can screen record and see like this video of silence with just showing what spaces looks like with all the different icon heads to show which Twitter accounts are in this space and if they're speaking or if they're listening. But you can't hear what anyone else is saying. The, the, the audio record is cut if you try to screen record on both Android and iOS. And um, yeah, it's just a free for all. They're, they're, it's not saved. You can't go back. So like if, if you like listening to somebody who starts a space on Twitter, if you like listening to the subjects they talk about and the group, the group, you know, talks and everything like that, if you happen to miss it, right, because you get notifications that so-and-so started a space, if you can't watch it at that time to listen to it, there is no replay options. You cannot find it and replay it later. I can't start a Twitter space because uh, I only have 83 Twitter followers. Get more people to follow you. <laughs> yeah, I get super active on Twitter. That's 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 how I grew. I shared my Twitter links in the description of my live streams, of my video uploads. Um, my social brand links are all in the descriptions. So you start doing that. Put it in there. Right here, um, yeah, this camera right there is my handle for both Instagram and Twitter, Kage Yure. So you can follow me on there. If you anyone don't know what that means, basically it's Ghost Shadow, uh, which is my gamer tag on Stadia. So, um, anyways, yeah, share, share, share your Twitter links, man, and and your live streams. You know, even if you have to sound like a broken record, remind people that if, if you know, if they got Twitter, they would like to follow you outside of YouTube, you know, in, in the description is a link to my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, you know, just incorporate Twitter in, into your brand and you'll start to grow on Twitter. You know, get interactive with uh, with everybody, you know, you know like be more interactive on Twitter with Sneed, with Carlos, you know, with, with the SMT community. Um, be more interactive with some of the major players in there. Like, you know, if you follow Tesla, you know, comment back to Elon Musk's tweet, you know, of, of, of an idea that you have, you know, um, respond back to, to John Ledger when he posts on Twitter, respond back to Peter Adderton, you know, uh, that, that's how people will find you. You know, you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta break your bubble, your comfort zone and come out. Even if you're afraid that somebody is going to attack you, like there's gonna be people that's gonna attack you, there's people that's not gonna attack you. Worry about the ones that don't attack you and then, you know, ignore the ones that do attack you because, you know, they're obviously not doing what you're doing. And so it, it, it burns their ass hairs.
and just leave it be. But you got to get yourself out there if you want to get more Twitter followers. Anyways, um, yeah, so you have Twitter spaces. Facebook is, is still working on theirs. Reddit is working on theirs too. Yes, Reddit is coming up with their own version of Clubhouse, Twitter spaces. Um, so a lot of, a lot of uh, social platforms is adopting this feature into their feature. Reddit is cool. I like using Reddit. I like reading, you know, the different posts and stuff like that and what people share. What I don't like about Reddit is that they don't really have like a way to live stream like this. Um, they have a live stream network and they have so many slots open for people to use it to live stream. And if you try to even get a slot, it's like nearly impossible. I mean, you have to like be struck by lightning in order to get that spot. And then when you get that spot, then you get a live stream. If, if, if you have nothing to talk about on the live stream or whatever, or you end it early, you can't come back later to live stream again and get that slot back. Once you give up your slot, somebody else that wanted a live stream that day will get that slot. I don't understand why Reddit does it that way. And I really sincerely hope that Reddit changes that because Reddit's a pretty cool platform. I mean, you got your people that talk nonsense, but you know, you can always filter that crap out. Uh, I deleted my Twitter. Uh, I got into arguments. Don't argue with people. People say stuff to me all the time on Twitter, you know, they DM me or whatever, but I mean, I just, I just don't pay attention to it. Like, if it's stupid, I'm not going to put my energy into it. There you got into it with someone. Uh, Twitter just announced a few minutes ago, the new uh, Twitter composer, it's new. Yeah, I'll get into that on a different time. So anyways, um, yeah, so with Twitter and Facebook, with Reddit, with uh, other social platforms kind of building a similar thing to what Clubhouse has, the, uh, yes, while Clubhouse is, uh, is the original, the owner of the idea, that um, doesn't give it the advantage. And here's the fault of Clubhouse, and this is the reason why that I feel like that Clubhouse is on a decline in popularity and usage. And it's not so much that like Twitter did it better with Spaces, or Facebook is going to do it better with their version of it, or Reddit is going to do it better. It has nothing to do with that. There's one quintessential downfall to Clubhouse that is the reason why that it's failing. And that is Clubhouse currently right now is an iOS exclusive. If you have an iPhone, you can download the Clubhouse app. And if you know someone that already has access to Clubhouse you can, and they have an invite, you can request them to give you the invite so you get access to Clubhouse right away instead of having to wait uh, too long. Uh, music is too loud. Uh, I hear music is low, so. Uh, but anyways, so with that being said, that is uh, Clubhouse's downfall. Clubhouse's major downfall is that there is no Android app. There is no Android service for Clubhouse. You have to have an iPhone to use this thing or you can't. And yes, Clubhouse did post on their blog that they are currently working on an Android app version. They are beta testing it right now. There's a select few people that has access to this app and that they are using it already. But it's kind of like, you know, all right, you took too long, you know, your services has been out since last year and only now you're working on an Android app. Like that just doesn't compute. In, in my humble opinion, it does not compute. You know, Twitter worked on spaces simultaneously for both Android and iOS access, right? That at this point right now, if you have more than 600 followers on Twitter per se, you can start a space on Twitter and invite people in to chit chat on your space on Twitter. Um, 
I say quote unquote, because like I said, I have less than 600 and I do have access to spaces. I can start a space. I can host one. I can invite people in and we can have a conversation that once I end the space, it is completely gone and it's out of there. No one will ever have a copy of it. Even if they were to screen record it, you would get no audio because that is blocked from being recorded as this is what it is. It's an audio chat social platform. But at its clubhouse's major downfall is that they did not launch their service for both Android and iOS. And any app developing company that does this is doomed to hurt itself. Because yes, while it seems like that, you know, Apple iPhones is the most popular phone. And you would think that if you just put a service only on that, you would be okay. You're forgetting that Android has come a long way since 2009. Android has gone a long freaking way to what it is right now and is also very popular and widely used around the world. And we're talking about not just Google Pixel phones that run stock Android. We're talking about Samsung Galaxy devices, right? The Galaxy S series, the Galaxy Note series, you know, the Galaxy A series. Um, you have various different ones, right? Um and then you also have um, some LGs, even though LG is no longer in the mobile market game. You got LG. You also have Motorola. You also have um, Lenovo. You also have Xiaomi. You also have um, Huawei. You have Kyocera. You have so many different OEMs that build devices and use Android. Android is really, really, really popular as well. If you're going to release something for one platform, then your limitations is only to that platform and its users. You cannot say, all right, we're releasing it on iOS. We got, you know, over, you know, 1.7, you know, million downloads and expect to see that type of climb. What's up, Mike? You can't expect to see that type of climb after a while, because if you don't have one, uh, if you don't have an Android version of it, then your growth is going to be severely limited and so that's that's clubhouse's downfall now once clubhouse releases an android app i'm pretty sure it's got like a like a like a 50 50 shot at bouncing back uh but right now it's pretty hard for clubhouse because twitter has twitter spaces facebook's releasing their version of it reddit is released releasing their version of it here soon in the next coming weeks and uh if clubhouse doesn't hurry up and get this this android version launched and working properly they can be doomed to stay behind, even though they're the originators of the concept. So that's just my thing on it. And uh, final news, <laughs> Android on Twitter did a big no-no. They kind of screwed up. And so they posted a tweet regarding the Pixel Buds A. Now, obviously, these aren't the Pixel Buds A. These are the Pixel Buds. And so while there is suspicion that there's a lot of things that was cut um, from the Pixel Bud A to make it more affordable, um, and I think like the rumored stuff about it is, is like the, the the touch itself. So like, so these are the buds. These are the buds themselves. And uh, what they're saying is that is that this circular pad right here, which is a touchpad, is not a touchpad on the Pixel Buds A. Um, I'm believing that it may not be uh, water dust resistant, uh, water resistant to that degree, like a sweat resistance. It's not gonna have that. Uh, the Pixel Buds did not have active noise cancellation. They had passive, um, which is you know not not the sim not similar to um, to active noise cancellation. And so, if someone's going to be like, well, maybe the Pixel Bud A 
doesn't have uh, active noise cancellation. That's ridiculous because the Pixel Buds themselves did not have active noise cancellation. Um, we're also thinking that the Pixel Bud A does not have wireless charging as these do. I wirelessly charge these on my Pixel 5. Just plop them on the back and do the reverse wireless charging thing with the Pixel 5 and it charges my buds up. Um, I can also use any Qi charger on my desk here to charge up those buds. Um, but for those people who are like more than likely it's going to be a dumb earbud, I highly doubt that Google is going to um, to remove any smart features that the Pixel Buds has, which is not, it's not really smart features because all it is, it's pairing with your phone. So it's basically using your Google Assistant on your phone, uh, which is still phone based. And um, hopefully my, my, my praise, my prayers for this Buds to come out because I do want to get a set is that they fix the antenna issue. Uh, that was the only thing this, these buds would have been totally freaking dominant in the wireless earbud um, sector if, if it actually had good antennas. Now, I know that, that when this was coming out, Google touted that you can keep connection to your phone a football field length away. I could care less about that. I am not about to leave my phone a football field length away from me in public. That phone is going to stay in my pocket. Now I can understand them saying that they, that they wanted the thing to stay connected to your buds. If you're walking around your house listening to music and you left your phone in, in your bedroom to charge, you can walk to the living room. Okay, but even walking to the living room is not a football field length away. So the idea that they tried to do that and whatever antennas they use in this caused so many problems that believe it or not, the Pixel Buds have gone through, I would say, by my count, at least six software updates trying to fix issues with it. And then besides the antenna issue, there was also other issues that arise. And this was just a poorly executed product released by Google. Um, I have it to actually say down the road later on, like, yes, I have an original Pixel Buds. And it fairly works okay for basic listening to music, but I would not jog with these things in my ear because it seems to disrupt the connection Bluetooth wise from it to my phone. And all I'm gonna get is a drop sound in the right bud, a drop sound in the left bud, um, drop sound in both, you know, kind of a distorted connection before it clears up and, you know, sounds clear again. All that stuff is what I experience with the Pixel Buds currently right now. And maybe people with, with uh, Pixel Buds now don't experience that. And by right, so, but again, this this one right here was with the first batches released okay the moment that google said that they were going to accept pre-orders for the pixel buds this was pre-ordered for me as a valentine's day gift and so it has it is it is one of the first batches to come out um so yeah i hear a lot of people that have the ones that came like those that got theirs with their pixel 5 those that got theirs, the Team Pixel guys that got theirs are like, you know, it, it's an amazing uh, product. They love it. And I'm just like, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of envious because I'm like, you know, this is one of the things that tells you, hey, you should have freaking waited a little bit longer to get one instead of getting one of the first batches to come out that was going to be plagued with issues. And yeah, I mean, hopefully, because I haven't done it yet. I know people have complained to, to Google and at a time Google was like, send us your Pixel Buds and we will send you a replacement. What up, Ray? What's going on, bro? And so, uh, I don't know. I just, I just never set mine in. I mean, I have different different Buds all over the place that I use. 
have you know skull candies all around the place over here um jvc gummies wireless which i really love those ones for freaking 30 bucks those wireless earbuds kick major 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 ass and again like i said jvc gummies true wireless earbuds you can find them at best buy they're like 29.99 um and they sound amazing for just 30 dollars earbuds i still haven't gotten a hold of any of the skull candy dimes yet uh, but you know that's just because if i ordered any on best buy they wouldn't be available until like today or tomorrow but i'm pretty sure they're gonna sell out because they are supposed to sound really really good for wireless earbuds but they're only 25 bucks so they're a lot they're a hell of a lot cheaper than than uh the uh the indie evos or um the uh i think it's the push evos they're, they sound way better than that how much do they last like battery um so i'm gonna tell you the battery life on the pixel buds by my usage uh the last time i charged this was three weeks ago and when i use them i listen to music maybe for about an hour and then i plop them back in the case and they charges the buds back up so i'm not really like heavily using it like I'm not one of those people that means the whole freaking world to know that I have wireless earbuds. So I get them, I take them out, I stick them in my ear. No. Oh, you mean the JVCs? The JVCs, uh, I use those quite more than anything. And um, I charge them once a week. Like, it, I'll, I'll drain the battery, the, the case itself, the battery in the case, I'll drain it after a week's time. So, um, yeah, they, they, they last they last a good length of time too. Uh, if you're using it a lot, like I said, if you're if you're just pairing them to your phone and sticking them in your ear and walking around with them without listening to music and having them outside the case like all day long just so people can see that you're like half cyborg, then yeah, you know, you're um you're gonna kill it a lot faster. Especially when if you leave your phone down here and then you walk away from it, the the the, the power that it takes those buds to keep that connection starts to draw more power from its battery and then um then when you start listening to music, that takes more battery. And yeah, you can kill them a lot faster. You throw them in the case, you're doing more charge cycles in there. You're gonna kill the case off pretty fast. But moderate use, which like to me, I listen to music for maybe like an hour or two. Um, yeah, I can I can make them last a week. So. Yeah, the Pixel Buds, you got them from the Google store for 179. Uh, they are great. They are, you got the mint green one. And you probably got like a newer batch compared to the ones I got. Like I got this on the month it was released and I regret it. Uh, and, and it is up to date, trust me. Someone's gonna like comment later on if watching the replay and they're like, hey, you should probably update the software. The software has been updated. Uh, anytime that any of my Pixel products has a software update, I do the update. Of course, it's a little unorthodox how you have to update this because in order for you to update your Pixel Buds, if there is an update waiting for it in the Pixel Buds app, which I know uh, most of the Pixel phones don't actually have the app in their app drawer, you would you know you would have to go to Bluetooth settings to find uh, the app itself, which is not really an app; it's just in settings. But like the Pixel 2 XL actually has a physical app icon in the app drawer you can click to directly get to it. And um, to update these, all you really have to do is if there's a software update waiting, the app itself has the software. The software update all you gotta do is connect your buds to your phone by bluetooth and you can listen to music and everything like that as you listen to music and while your buds are connected to your phone by bluetooth it is also sending the software update 
to your earbuds. So now your earbuds have the software update. And when you dock it back into the case and you close the lid, then the earbuds transfer the software update to, to, the, to the casing itself, which updates the Pixel Buds. That's how the Pixel Buds software is updated um, when there's a new update put out that would fix any bug issues that the Pixel Buds would have. Ah, the Apple AirPods Pro. Yeah. And those are great too. Like I hear a lot of good things about them. Yeah, I really wanted the Pixel Buds to succeed well, when it came out, but I just, you know, when I heard when I heard the outlandish claims of a football field length away, I already knew that they were going to start having problems. Uh, because no one really cares about having your, your, your wireless earbuds one football field length away from your phone to maintain a connection and listen to music. No one cares about that. That was like... I look at Google and I want to say like your Pixel Buds development team, who thought up this idea? Like, like, like whose bright idea was to focus on that? Because that's not even something very important when it comes to that. What are, what's important with, with wireless earbuds, since, you know, companies are pushing people to go wireless, main one, battery life. How long is this going to last me before I have to charge it again? Um, which also kind of coincides with wireless charging. Cause you do want a wireless charging case. You, sometimes you don't want to like stick it in and, to a wire sometimes you just want to plop it down and know that it's charging okay and and, and the other thing is uh connection how well does it maintain the connection for music that's the big thing so are all these things corrected in the pixel buds a since android accidentally released a tweet talking about it is this are we seeing this at google io in the next uh in the next two weeks or so right because google io is the 18th of this month are we going to see this unveiled there? And I think we're going to see it unveiled there. I am looking forward to the pricing. Hopefully, it's something reasonable, like 50 bucks. Fingers crossed. That's like $49.99. That'd be so cool. And if it is, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one, and I will compare it to the Pixel Bud 2s. These are the 2s, all right? People got to understand that. There are Pixel Buds, and I know I keep calling them Pixel Buds, but they're actually the Pixel Buds 2. Uh, Pixel Buds 1 was the one that had the wire that connected each of the buds that you can hang over your neck and you stick them in the air, but they are Bluetooth. Just think of these with wires connecting one left to the right. That was Pixel Buds, and they came in a square case. Um, so anyways, guys, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Uh, I'm going to jam out of here. I appreciate everyone that came in and hung out with me and talked with me. You guys are awesome. Love you guys very much for that. Uh, if you're watching and you're not subscribed to the channel, then what the hell are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a live stream. And I am doing more YouTube shorts than videos. They're just a lot quicker to get out for you guys. So be on the lookout for those shorts, little, well, you know, 60 second clips. And I'll be doing a lot more of those uh, on this channel. So uh, hopefully you guys are okay with that right there. If you guys don't leave a one-time monetary donation, you guys can do that right there. Or if you want to become a member of the channel, become a member of the channel to get some awesome perks and, of course, exclusive live streams uh, for members only. Uh, again, thanks for checking out my live stream. You guys are awesome. Love you guys very much. Be safe out there. And yeah, by the way, yeah, I changed up the the graphics on the intro and outro. So hopefully you guys enjoy them. Um, I needed something new. So. All right. Peace.